All right, guys. Welcome in. It's Brad with the College Sportscast. We are here tonight to do the game day pickums for you on Thursday night. I got John Hammonds with me. What's up, John? And I've got Taylor Bell from the Hopeless Sportsmatic podcast. What's up, Taylor? Yeah, doing, doing all right. So we had a big week last week of games loaded up. Not quite as big this week. It's a it's a little bit lighter of a of a slate of games, but there's still some good ones to cover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, I'm going to try to play. Happened to you? That was what um, ninety seconds there. Yep, <laughs> ninety <laughs> seconds in. Yeah, yep. <laughs> happened to you. Oh my god! <laughs> I figured that would happen. So, how's it been going, Taylor? Doing all right. Doing all right. Uh, That's good, man. I'm trying my best to stay. This, I'm going to sound so freaking whiny here. I'm trying my best to stay engaged with the season because I'm a Georgia fan and we don't play anybody until like November. So, I try to. I think. I think this weekend. Um, it's a little bit more test worthy. I wouldn't say it's the biggest test, but I think there's there's a big opportunity there for Auburn to to, to give Georgia some. We could run our third string out and beat Auburn handedly. They don't have any depth. All right, guys. Did my video play? No, no. You no. Were, you were the your. You talking was very delayed for a bit, and then you yeah. like cut out and left. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It seems like every time I try to play the video, that's what happens. So. All right. I'm just trying to make sure that I've got everything up on the screen here like it's supposed to. All right, so we are College Game Day, and we're here to do our Game Day Pick'ems. I've got the guys with me, so um, we are presented by the Fanboys, and Pepsi is a sponsor, So, and the rest of it should be scrolling along the screen. So we'll get started. Um, our Pick'ems last week, Hammonds went eight and four. Good week, Hammonds. Nice. Hammonds <laughs> went eight and four. I was six and six, and Taylor was five and seven last week. Um, so nice week for Hammonds uh, overall. I, it should be coming up down there. I've got the overall stuff. Um, yeah, but our can first, we not, can we not show that? Can we only talk about this week, please? This week. <laughs> uh, so. Hammonds is actually one game up on me on the overall. Um, and Taylor, I, we had to cut a week out where you, my, it was all messing up, and then you was out one. Yeah, that's why yours is not up there. But, um, all right. So there's the totals. Like I said, Hammonds is up one game on me, twenty five twenty one to twenty four twenty two, but it's pretty close so far this year. So far, kind of back and forth. I was up last week. He's up this week. 
Uh, but it's fun to do, so we'll get started. Our first game that we're going to do is a Friday night game, and it is Utah at Oregon State. And this morning, it was a three-and-a-half-point spread for Oregon State. Um, I believe I seen may have went up today. I'm not sure. Maybe four or four-and-a-half now. But we'll still go with three-and-a-half when I put it in. Um, anyway, so, Hammonds, I'll start with you on this game. What do you think about this one? Without rising, I think, you know, Utah's two-dimensional offensively. And I think they, they won't change much with their quarterback, Johnson, under center. Um, but they do got a really good defense. Um, I expect Oregon State to slow this game down by, by you know, run a little bit, open up the passing game for, for DJU. Um you know, the time of possession factor. If Oregon State can get ahead by a couple scores, I think they win this game because without Cam Rising, Utah does not have the offense offensively to make a comeback, I don't think. You know, because the last couple of weeks they've had to really grind it out. You know, they grinded it out with UCLA last week, and I just don't think, you know, with, with their offense the way it is, they can afford to get behind very quick. And this is a tough game to play. This is in um, Corvallis. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my bet on the Beavers to cover the spread Friday night, the three and a half. I think they win this game. All right. I think this is Utah's first loss. All right. Taylor, what do you think? So rising obviously kind of changes things up a good bit. Um, I think we've actually seen a bit of a resurgence with DJ Alphabet so far in this season. And um, just maybe a change of scenery has just done really well by him. Both of these teams are very physical teams. This is probably the closest thing to like an old school Big Ten matchup you'll see out of the Pac-12. But I know that Oregon State looks pretty good. I know that they uh, really came on strong towards the end of last year and kind of carried that into this year um, with an upgrade at the quarterback position. But I think this is kind of a situation where you have a veteran Utah team that knows how to win, knows how to play in these type of games that really can dictate like this, this game, you have two undefeated teams here. This has PAC 12 championship game implications on it. So this is definitely a big game. And uh, I think, or I think uh, Utah is the team that ends up playing like that. So I think they'll actually win this game outright, not just cover the spread. All right. Well, so for me, Utah just keeps finding a way to get it done without the quarterback, without, I mean, they just keep finding a way to get it done. And, you know, Oregon State is coming off of a loss. They come off of a loss last week um, at Washington State, but Utah is still undefeated. But both of these teams are ranked. Um, it is at Oregon State, which is going to be a tougher place to play. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride with with Utah. They're either going to win or they're going to cover the three and a half point spread. So I'm gonna go with Utah in this one. I believe. I mean, 
I just I keep having to to kind of ride with them because they just keep finding a way to get it done. So my next game is also a Friday night game. Um, it'll be played tomorrow night as well. It's Cincinnati at BYU. And even though it's at BYU, Cincinnati was a two-point favorite this morning, um, mm-hmm. which was a little surprising for me uh, on this one. Hammonds, what do you think about this game? Uh, this should be a fun game. You know, BYU has Keaton Slovis. Um, he had a big big week last week against Kansas. Um, you know, he also threw a couple interceptions, which wasn't good. Um, you know, offensively, they got a really good wide receiver in um, Darius Lassiter. I think he led the way with eight catches for 84 yards and a touchdown. But they turned the ball over three times, and that led to 21 points that, that Kansas had. Um, and defensively, whew, they allowed 351 yards of total offense, including, I think, 221 on the ground. So their defense is n- not as good as everybody thinks it is. You know, they lost to Arkansas. They lost to Kansas. Um, I think I'm going to take the upset Friday night. Cincinnati. I like Emory Jones to to use this RPO style offense. I think they'll hit a bunch of big plays, and I and I think they win the battle of the trenches this weekend or this Friday night. I, I think they pick up the mild upset win on the road this weekend. Um, take I'm going to take Cincinnati in a two and a half. I, I just don't I don't trust Utah right, or Utah BYU right now. I just I just don't. You know, I, I get they won against Arkansas, but they also – you can't throw – have three turnovers and give 21 points to Kansas and expect to win a football game. It's just – it's not going to work, especially in conference. I, I, I got you. That's a good one. Good call. What do you, what do you say, Taylor, on this game? Uh, well, if we're going off of the incredibly accurate transitive property, uh, the common opponent here is Arkansas. And BYU won against Arkansas, and Cincinnati did not. So, obviously, like, football doesn't work like that. Um, I've seen Emory Jones for years in Florida. Also, I've seen Keaton Slovis a good bit. That's a huge advantage for BYU. Uh, I really liked what the pass rush was able to do against Arkansas uh, and be able to create some turnovers. I think that BYU will be able to do – a similar kind of thing against Cincinnati. And I just, even what we saw from what we saw at Louisville from Scott Satterfield, I don't really understand why they Cincinnati really honed in on that hire as well. It didn't really make a lot of sense to me given his resume or lack thereof. So, but they've uh, done fairly decent to start the seasons. I mean, which is a little surprising to me, to be honest, Cincinnati has. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, BYU to win this game on Friday night. Yeah, you know, Taylor, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I'm i with you on this. I really was kind of surprised that Cincinnati was a two-point two favorite at BYU. That's a tough, tough place to play, altitude, I mean, everything. Um, there, that is a tough place to go into and get wins. 
Um, it's, uh, you know, to me, if you're looking, Slovis is probably a better quarterback than Emory Jones. I mean, you yeah, know, but, but he's not, but he don't have the legs that Emory Jones has got. The 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 maneuvering around the pocket that he has, and yeah, I mean, I get it, I, I know, and there and Cincinnati is using that. So, but I'm gonna go BYU. I'm with Taylor on this one. I'm gonna go BYU. Man, y'all are with, just y'all are just cutting my cords now, man. Like, <laughs> I, I I just I, I honestly was pretty surprised at the at the line when I looked at this. So, our next games are all Saturday. Um, I have saved um, the last, the one of the first games for last, and I did that because it's a Kentucky game, and we haven't covered Kentucky at all this year yet. So, but um, on Saturday, the first one that we're going to do, um, I've got USC at Colorado, and on DraftKings today, it was a twenty-one point five favorite USC. Um, Ammons, what do you think about this game? Uh, let Taylor go first. I'm all right. Oh, I can go. Never mind. Um, I think Caleb Williams is going to dissect this Buffalo's defense at every single level. Um, you know, Colorado has put up all the Opponents have put up 35 points at least already. And none of those offenses are as good as USC's. However, USC's defense is not real good either. And I don't think they're going to stop Colorado either. Um, I think they'll move the ball consistently. Now, you know, Arizona State and San Jose State, you know, they put up 28 on USC. And I think Colorado is capable of doing that and much more, especially in Boulder. I think they have enough to keep this within 21 points. But I also think that USC just is just too much, you know, with Caleb Williams. I just – I don't – you know, all the stars are going to be there. I'm hearing LeBron James is going to be there, Jay-Z. Good uh, grief. Pop, lock, <laughs> and drop it. <laughs> that I mean, kind of thing. Come on. <laughs> I mean, it's just uh, I I get the hype, I do, but at the same time, tone it down a notch. I think it's just yeah, it's a football game, man. It's not a celebrity match. You well, you're taking I mean? Colorado the cover of the twenty one and a half points. Yeah, I, yeah. All right, Taylor, what do you think on this game? I'm going to have to – I was going on a rant there, and you kind of just <laughs> – I'm with you. It's like, I, just, I just feel like if we rain on it more, then that's like something that will just make it last even longer. I don't well, know. Well, it's giving the media – you know. That's, that's true. Yeah. But um, I'm going to agree with Johnny Boy on this one. Uh, I think same kind of thing of Colorado – is able to cover 21 and a half, but not win this game. I think USC, it's an Alex Grinch defense. That's kind of just the default assumption until otherwise. Um, going to be very weak in the trenches, not really going to be able to make any kind of big plays. Um, just have any kind of consistency defensively. Um, so I think 
the the for Colorado, I mean, their biggest strength is the skill position talent that they have with Shador Sanders, Travis Hunter, and even Edwards and even, running back. Um, so when you're playing a team that's going to be have a similar makeup like USC, be built on skill positions on the outside, have weak trench play. I think that's going to kind of nullify it a little bit uh, of the depth gap, I should say. So uh, I'm agreeing with John here. Colorado does not win, but they cover 21 and a half points. Well, and even with Travis Hunter, I don't think they win this game. This is just – Yeah. This so is, this is too- I, I pretty much agree with both of you guys on this one, really. I mean, I want to take USC because I think better of a team – um, but I just don't trust, like, you know, they struggled last week against Arizona State at Arizona State. I think this Colorado team's probably at least as good, if not better, than Arizona State. And they only beat Arizona State last week 42-28, to 28, and they scored a late touchdown to win by 14. Um you know, it was 35-28 with like five or six minutes to go in the game. Um, I just – so I'm going to say Colorado can cover 21 and a half points and kind of go with you guys on that. Um, we'll see. I mean, I'm just not trusting what USC can do right now um, as far as playing any kind of defense. So, you know. It is what it is. We'll see what happens. Uh, but our next game we're going to go to, uh, we're going to Texas A&M. They are playing at Arkansas, and Texas A&M is a six-point favorite on DraftKings this morning. Hammonds, what do you think Texas A&M is going to be without Wigman, Connor Wigman? He is apparently out for the season now. Um, they said day to day to start with, and now they say out for the season. So they're going to be starting Max Johnson. So what do you think? You know, there's concern at quarterback, but if you look at what Max Johnson did um, the last what two weeks, I thought he came in and done good for Connor Wigman, um, leading the way. Um, it just remains to be seen how the offense will adjust. You know, for me, Arkansas and in the back in the games that they played with BYU and Arkansas, they've showed a lot of promise. And Jefferson, to me, is one of the most experienced quarterbacks in the SEC. Um, he's grown as a pocket passer, and he's made this offense dangerous every single week. And the Aggies have struggled on the road. Um, and and for me, this is really a road game for Texas A&M, honestly. Um, give me the Arkansas in the six and a half. I think experience will be the difference in this one. I think the fact that they got K.J. Jefferson and Texas A&M does not have Connor Wigman. I think that plays a big role in this. I don't game know his there. name, but that that freshman tight end that he was throwing to last week at the end of that LSU game, he was impressive. Yeah. And I didn't catch his this name. LA, this this Arkansas team might be two and two, number nine, but, but they're still a really good two. They might be one of the best two and two teams in the country. 
I don't know if y'all watched it or not, but I was watching the LSU-Arkansas game. That number nine, he's a freshman tight end, and I didn't catch his name, but he was impressive. All right. Taylor, what do you got on this one? Uh, I think the Aggies are able to uh, win by multiple scores. Uh, This is a neutral site game in Jerry World. Uh, It is. I, I got it wrong there. It is a neutral site game. You're right. Uh, so with, uh, Max Johnson at quarterback, that obviously changes a little bit what the Aggies are going to do. Uh, but the Arkansas offensive line is their biggest weak point offensively. And the biggest strength for A&M defensively is their pass rush and their trench play. That does not mix very well. Uh, I know that KJ Jefferson obviously is incredibly talented. He's one of the better SEC quarterbacks, but it is a down year for quarterback play. And I think that um, their kind of lackluster secondary we've seen in Fayetteville as well. Uh, I think Muhammad and Evan Stewart are able to uh, really do some damage in this game in a dome setting. So I think Texas A&M actually wins this game pretty handily. I'd I'd like to add to this. What's going to be interesting on the game is Arkansas's front four and, and the pressure that they put on Max Johnson. Arkansas has a really good front four. They might have one of the best front four in the country. Well, so I'm going to add to this by saying this. Max Johnson, even at LSU and now at Texas A&M, has done a good job when he comes off the bench and closing out games. But I've never really been all that impressed with Max Max Johnson when he's actually starting. Mm -hmm. He hadn't started too many games in his career, but what games he has started, I just really haven't all been that impressed with him. I will say this. They have good wide receivers. Arkansas has a suspect secondary. And you have Bobby Petrino – that's calling plays more than likely. I think that's who's calling the plays over there. Um, But, you know, so, gosh, as much as I would like to take Arkansas in this game, I think I'm going to take A&M by a touchdown. And it's a spread of six. So, you know, um, I think think they cover the spread. I think that's where I'm going to go with it. So, Taylor, I think I'm matching with you every time. I'm not sure. I don't know yet. I, it seems like I've matched with you every time so far. <laughs> I don't know. All we'll right. See. So, I, I want to I welcome the Georgia Bulldogs to College Sportscast um, <laughs> and, and, and playing and play games that actually matter. I want to welcome the Georgia Bulldogs to the show for, for season two. Um, <laughs> catching strays for no reason over here. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right, Taylor's a Georgia fan, so I had to just mess with him and mess around for a minute. But all right, so Georgia's playing Auburn this week, guys. It's at Auburn, 14 points. <laughs> that, that Georgia is favored. Habits, I'll go to you first, even though we got the Georgia Bulldog here with us. You know, I was aggravating earlier. I said I was going to pick this upset, but I was just trying to get 
um, Taylor kind of pumped up a little bit. But, nah, Georgia wins this game. Um, you know, take sleep. the Bulldogs. Take the Bulldogs 14. <laughs> you know, Georgia's got the 12th ranked passing attack, and I think they're going to carve up this Auburn secondary. Um, I just do. And, you know, Auburn's going up against the nation's seven-point run defense. And when you face Georgia in third and longs, that's not a good recipe. And Auburn's offense is not real good. And you get this Auburn offense into, into third and longs against this Georgia defense, Georgia's just going to pin their ears back and just come at you. And I just think it's just going to be a long day. And I know it's it. Jordan Heron, I know everybody's saying, well, this might be Georgia's first big test. I think Georgia's first big test was when they played South Carolina two weeks ago. And, and, and they passed that one. So, give me Georgia, the 14. Georgia covers this game going away. Too much defense. Nice. Smartest thing you've said all night. Yeah, we did have we did have Georgia on on the show when it, we played when they played South Carolina. So <laughs> I was just messing with Taylor, but go ahead, Taylor. <laughs> so before before I go into this, uh, I have a question for you guys. Can either of you remember the last time that Auburn beat Georgia? Ninety nine, wasn't it? Not that. Not that. Uh, far. Not been that far. No, it was in the mid-teens, wasn't it? Like 17 or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yep, 2017. And then Georgia. 17? It was November of 2017, and Georgia has not lost to Auburn since then. In fact, Georgia came back and played that same Auburn team in the SEC title game and won in Atlanta. So, right. Um, That's when they had, I think that was when they had DeAndre Swift, wasn't it? That was his freshman year. Yeah, that was the that was the Chubb Swift Michelle combo that uh, went to the national title game. Um, even aside from the lack of depth, lack of talent that Auburn has, especially on the offensive side, or, or and losing the defense they had last year, uh, this team is really built. Uh, this Auburn team. It's really built on running the ball, and you're not going to do that against Georgia. And um, I'll say this to add to you, Taylor. You know, Auburn is not a bad defensively team. They have a pretty good defense. And I think they'll get a couple stops early in the game. But if their offense cannot move the ball, it's it's just not going to matter. you you got, you got to move the ball down the field. And we saw last week – against what was it Texas A&M they you know, gave up points to Massachusetts so I, yeah they just you can't you can't do that they're, they're, they are purely they are purely have the record that they do off of playing UMass and Berkeley and another lackluster opponent um I fully expect Georgia to pretty much um, be able to really dominate the trenches in this game. I just want to see Carson Beck pull the trigger on some deep shots. Mike Bobo is obviously going to end up being the scapegoat for anything that goes wrong for Georgia offensively. But the issues have really been um, inconsistent blocking uh, on the edges. Some of that is you lose Darnell Washington to the NFL draft. But uh, there's plenty of plays where uh, 
Carson Beck has a man wide open down the field for a big play, and he just, for whatever reason, not seeing him, not having the confidence, doesn't pull the trigger. So uh, I really hope that and expect Georgia to be able to hit multiple explosive plays on Saturday and um, I think win this game pretty handedly. Even if they don't get off to a great start just with the, the physicality that Georgia's had in the trenches, this is definitely the type of game where a turnover here and there could cause a backdoor cover towards the end of this game, even if it's close throughout. So that's uh, another possibility if this happens. I just, it's hard for me to find a path to Auburn being able to cover 14 points. Yeah, I agree with you, Taylor, on this. I mean, Auburn, gosh, I don't know if you two watched any of the game last week, the AM game, but Auburn was abysmal on offense last week. I mean, yeah. I mean, I felt, like, I felt like they played terrible. better when Robbie, when Robbie Ashford came in the game. I, they, they did. Better. I mean, they played three quarterbacks, and I think they had 56 yards of passing playing three quarterbacks yeah. last week. I'm pretty sure. Um, I mean, they were abysmal. I mean, they were horrendous. And that's not going to cut it against Georgia. You're not going to be able to run the ball down Georgia's throat. I mean, that's just not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, you know, nobody, under no really circumstance. Nobody. There ain't really been nobody been able to do that. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's just not going to happen. I'm not saying that you can't pick off three yards here and four yards there on some plays, but overall, I mean, you know, you're you're not going to be able to to gain any momentum or, or anything against Georgia running, you know, running the ball, which is the only strength Auburn has right now on offense. Um, and I just don't see it. I mean. In my opinion, um, Georgia's covers this pretty easy at Jordan Hare this week. I don't know if it'll be um, a three or four score game, but that's what I'm predicting is it'll be a three or four score game probably. Um, and I think they cover this. So our next one, I got to welcome Michigan to college football this, this year as well. So, um, <laughs> I mean, Michigan's playing Notre Dame or Notre Dame playing uh, Nebraska this week, which is not fantastic. Wait, but quick, at Brad, least it's Nebraska. Brad, real quick, since we have two yeah. Kentucky fans, I have to clap back a little bit. Can you please list the teams that Kentucky has played on their schedule so far this season? I, I will when we get to it at the end. I'm going to say the same thing about Kentucky. <laughs> okay, okay. I just had to make sure that was. I had to make sure that I, I was will. I'm I'm going to say the same thing about them. <laughs> I promise I will. I'll say the same things. Okay. Uh, so we got Michigan a 17 point favorite at Nebraska, and Michigan has it. Their schedule has been pretty weak this year. I mean, weaker mm-hmm. than Georgia's because Georgia at least played South Carolina. Yes. Um, go ahead, Evans. This will probably be just like the first four Michigan games. You know, they'll start out slow. They'll they'll look they, like they're they on upset alert. Every week. And then they'll gradually overwhelm the, their team, well, well, overwhelm their opponent. And – 
Michigan has only allowed 23 points um, after four games. Wolverines are really good defensively, which I think won't end well for Nebraska, which they got they're banged up at quarterback. Um, you know, Nebraska's not going to be able to run the ball on Michigan like they want. Um, so they're going to have to throw the ball if they want any opportunity to win this game. And I just don't think that'll happen. Um, and I, I just don't think Nebraska will even hit double digits against Michigan. When this game is over, um, I expect Michigan to I win. I think the Rutgers than, team that played them last week is probably better. I, 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 I wouldn't disagree. I think Michigan wins this game yeah. by their – I think Michigan covers the 17. I just – I get it. It's at Nebraska. But Nebraska has issues at quarterback, like some very, very big issues. And that's not going to bode well against Michigan, especially defensively. All right. Taylor, what do you got on this game? I think we see the absolute epitome of a Nebraska game. I think they lose but cover the 17-point spread. I think they keep this close throughout. I think this is very much a back-and-forth game. But when it comes down to it, the team that's won the Big Ten the last two years uh, ends up being the one that maybe maybe we see J.J. McCarthy struggle in the first half. I mean, he's had a really rough year so far, at least statistically and with the turnovers. But um, I think – Jeff Sims has a knack to, of turning the ball over just a little bit more than him. So yeah, he's he's not a real good quarterback. I think uh, we in, in Michigan kind of kind of squeak this one out a little bit. Okay, I mean, I have to, I'm going to agree with John on this one. I just don't know if this Nebraska team, even though it's in Nebraska, I just don't know if they're ready to to uh, keep this within 17 points yet. I just well, I mean, this Michigan team really good, but J.J. McCarthy has struggled this year so far. I I will say that. But Nebraska's Uh offense, to me, is atrocious. And if you can't move the ball on teams like Northern Illinois and teams that you played, like the other teams that they – the you're not going to – you're not going to move the ball on Michigan. It's just, you know, it's – Yes, I'm going to pick Michigan to cover the 17 points. So we'll see what happens, but I, I, I'm going to disagree with Taylor. That might be the first time all night. Ah, <laughs> I'm <come> not sure. <laughs> that might be the first time all night. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to move on to the next game. So our next one is Kansas at Texas. Um, These are both ranked teams. Kansas has moved into the bottom of the AP poll this this week. Um, They're both undefeated teams. And Texas is a 16-and-a-half-point favorite at home. What do you think on this, John? Um, You know, Texas, to me, they're a well-balanced team. Um, Their defense has been absolutely outstanding. They have a lot of offensive weapons, but I think they win this one in the trenches. You know, the Jayhawks might slow down Texas's rushing attack a little bit. 
But I just don't think they'll they'll be able to stop Texas's passing offense. That's going to be the issue. And Kansas hasn't really met a defense this good yet. And I feel like they can they're going to struggle to move the ball efficiently. Um, which Kansas is five and one against the spread in its last six games with Texas. But here's another keynote. The Jayhawks have only covered twice in their last eight games overall. So where's this game at? Te- is it at Texas? Mm-hmm. It's at I Texas. Don't, I don't think Kansas has the firepower that Texas has in this game. A couple last few years when they had when Texas wasn't really wasn't the best, I, I think you could make a make a complete argument. But this is probably the best Texas team that we've seen in quite a while. And I, I, I give me the Longhorns. I'm going to take the 17 plus. Um, I All think right. this is a pretty. I think this is a pretty fair porch spread. Kansas ain't seen nothing like they, they're going to see Saturday. Right. All right, Taylor. What do you think on this game? It's one of the bigger games of the weekend as far as rankings. So, but it's. It is technically like a ranked matchup, but I still think at the end of the day, it is Kansas, uh, the basketball school, the Jayhawks. And because of that, I'm actually going to say that I don't think Texas covers the spread because this has definitely been um, a team in Texas that they are going to show up for the big games and then they are going to let you down for the ones that aren't as big. Um I think given the reputation that these two programs have, this isn't really seen as that big of a game. So I think that um, following a common theme here, I think Texas wins, but I don't think they cover 16 and a half. Um, I think we see enough explosive plays from Kansas to somewhat match for at least a half or so. Um, this kind of seems like the, the uh, type of game where it's, 17 17 at the half or something like that and then you get all the espn alerts about close game and then you by the time you've gone and flipped that game (laughs) on it's like a two-score game uh with like a couple minutes to go so uh i think that i think texas ends up kind of winning this game by 10 to 13 something like that so i think it's a little bit closer than what the spread is at Okay. I mean, that's fair. I mean, this Kansas team does have a really good offense, and Jalen Daniels mm-hmm. is very fun to watch, and he can and he can put up some points. The Their biggest difference were... in this game, and the biggest difference in this game is defense. I think Texas has yeah. a much stronger defense than what Kansas does. And because of that, I think that you know, Texas defense can not like stymie them and hold them, you know, scoreless or nothing. But I think they can, you know, stop a couple of two or three drives, uh, make them punt a little bit, and it's a – it's really hard for me to go 16 and a half. I I, want to say it's like a 35-21 or, uh, you know, a 38-24 game or something like that. Um, Gosh. I don't know, man. I want to say they cover this, but at the same time, I think it's a two-score game. I really do. I, I'm, I'm going to say they don't. 
I'm gonna say they don't cover. I think, and it's like telling you, 38-24. Kansas hasn't made a played a team like Texas yet. It's the the talent is. I know. I know they have a lot more talent. They do. I I, I agree with that. But it's Texas, but I'm gonna... and they will Texas it up. Got to keep that in mind. <laughs> well, that's, this is true. Sure. All right. So our next game, we're going to the SEC. We got LSU at Ole Miss, and LSU is favored two and a half points this morning at, on DraftKings. So, and it's at Ole Miss. Ole Miss is coming off of a really ugly loss to Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Uh, they just didn't look offensively like they had been. Do they bounce back? Do they challenge LSU? What do you think, Hammond? Where did you say this game was at? It's, it's at Ole Miss. Oh, is it at Ole Miss? Yeah. Well – Ole Miss is going to have to play better than they did last week. Last week, well, that's a given. Was just atrocious, you know. Um, Ten points ain't going to be much of nobody in the SEC. No, you know, I feel like <laughs> Ole Miss will hit some shots early. Um, but I feel like the time possession is going to be a big key in this game especially with Jaden Daniels at quarterback. Um, you know, if they can't put pressure on Jaden Daniels, I, I'm going to go as far as say that Ole Miss could get blown out of this game. Because LSU has got some really good wide receivers. You know, they got the neighbors, you know, that the good tight end that they got. I can't think of his name, you know, uh, Mason Taylor? Yeah, that's it, yeah. I feel like it's all about Ole Miss's offense, you know. When they're moving the ball and, and, and they're moving the chains, they're one of the best teams in the country. But when they do like they did last week, where, where they just can't make plays and they're, they're styling out. They're I mean, Dart had been playing great up until last week. They're just not, not a good football know. team. And that, they can't afford to do that again this week because if they do, oh, LSU will blow them out. Because LSU has a better offense, I think, than Alabama does. Stat, statistically. Yeah. So I mean, they got better me, quarterback play so far. They got I mean, better quarterback play right now. So yeah, I got LSU. Um, covering the two and a half. All right. I think I'm going to agree with – I'm agreeing with John on this one. Um, but more from the side of, I think, with what LSU has to work with, uh, with <laughs> Harold Perkins, with um, guys like Mason Smith, uh, I think the, the running attack – for uh, Ole Miss is going to really struggle in this game. And that's kind of what this offense is built around. I think you see, I think you see Jackson Dart make a few pretty good throws here and there. He actually, I don't think played that poorly last week against Alabama. It was just a matter of the, the pass rush 
Yeah, it was too. It was too drill. really just kind of overwhelming the the Ole Miss offensive line, but LSU also has a really good defensive line and a really good. Well, pass. and I tell you something too, the biggest thing with Ole Miss is they struggle offensively on third downs because of their the pressure up front. They can't keep the defense out of the backfield, and that's an issue. You know, if you can't do that against Alabama. LSU has got two or three guys that can come in there, and they they can cause some havoc too. So I just don't I don't see I don't see where Ole Miss can win this game. To me, yeah, I think I think we are about due for a Harold Perkins breakout game. So I'm going to say that that's kind of what what happens this weekend. So I'm going to LSU. It, it's it's so, on the edge. I'm going to tell you where I think there's a we're due for a breakout game. Quinn Sean Judkins, where in the hell have you been this year, boy? I mean, seriously, I don't understand. Like, I thought he was going to be after last year and, you know, uh, the great season, plus 1,000 yards as a freshman, first that's been done in years and years. And I really thought we were going to see a breakout year from Judkins this year. And we're four games in, and he's barely averaging 50, 60 yards a game. Um, I don't, I'm not even sure if he's averaging above 50, to be honest with you. It's 50, 55 yards a game. And if you're going to – if if Ole Miss is going to win this game, Judkins has got to come unglued. He's he has to. Find, There's he just no way around He's got to come unglued. It's like he's glued to the carpet. I mean, I just – I don't understand it so far. And I know they got Mason Smith. I know they got Harold Perkins. I know they got a great D, you know, seven, basically. Um, but a great running back has to find some space and, uh, you know, well, if your offensive line, If your offensive line's getting overwhelmed, there ain't nothing you can do. I understand that, and that's and that's I'm I'm pretty sure that's what's happening, is their offensive line has been terrible, and and for that reason alone, I'm gonna have to take LSU in this game. I want to take Ole Miss at home. I I really think that Judkins is that kind of talent, but I just haven't been seeing it. So I got to go LSU, um, and cover the two and a half, but. I just had to throw that out there. I mean, Judkins has been horrendous. And, and I, you know, we saw that with Kentucky last year and the offensive line struggles, and I, that might be what's happening, you know, at uh, at Ole Miss this time. So the next game we're going to go to um, on Saturday is Notre Dame is at Duke. This is two ranked teams as well. Um, Notre Dame coming off of that late Ohio State loss at home. Um, Duke is undefeated, and Notre Dame is a five-and-a-half-point favorite at Duke. So, Hammonds, what do you think about this one? There, I just don't think Notre Dame's going to have back-to-back weeks where they where they do the same thing, where they, where they have a, a meltdown at the end. Um, you know, Notre Dame will have to do a good job focusing on Riley Leonard because Duke and – Riley Leonard have a really good pass game and ground game. 
I think this game is won defensively, and I think that's where Notre Dame wins this game. I just don't think Duke has enough defense to stop Sam Hartman in this offense. And I think Notre Dame does enough to win this game. It's going to be wild. It's going to be crazy. It's a, it's a primetime game. It's probably the first time ever college game. It's the first time ever college game day being there. Um, there's a lot of emotions going to be it involved. Is. But I think at the same time, you know, Notre Dame's still playing for a playoff spot. And essentially Duke is too, really, because they're still undefeated. But I think from a future standpoint, Notre Dame is just a better team defensively. And I think they'll do just enough defensively to stop Duke, and Duke won't be able to stop Sam Hartman. Um, give me Notre Dame the five and a half because Riley Leonard's going to make plays. Right. I'm not. I'm, that's not what. I'm, it's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying Notre Dame will get key stops when they need them, and that's what's going to win this game. All right, Taylor, what do you think on this game? It's a this one. I, I've been going back and forth on this one this week, so I'm not real sure. What do you think? Well, I I think the. Big game last week against Ohio State, to be honest, was more of Notre Dame losing it than Ohio State winning it. Uh, you can't have two plays in a row at the goal line where you have 10 guys on the field. You can't have that happen. Yeah, yeah we had a we had a talk on that the other day. Yeah. 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 So uh, because of that, um, I think some of those mental mistakes kind of go away a little bit with Notre Dame. I'm still waiting. It's – it's honestly kind of frustrating just from a fan perspective, not of any either team in this game, but um, you bring in this, the whole, there was a huge deal made out of bringing in Sam Hartman, Sam Hartman to be this big hotshot quarterback. And they're running still a very run heavy, very conservative offense so far from what I've seen. So I'm just kind of sitting there like cut it loose, throw the ball but down the field a little I bit. I think he'll have, he'll have enough offense to beat Duke though. But I um, just I think Leonard is is pretty talented. I think you see a very well coached. But this, I mean, given the the academic standings of both of these schools, you're going to see very smart, very well coached teams. Uh, defensively, both teams are very sound. It's just a matter of which team can be more aggressive. I think just with the depth and. Um, I think some of the new talent in the receiving room for Notre Dame, I think they're able to win this game by uh, probably about 10 points or so. So I think they cover the five and a half. Okay. I mean, I kind of agree with you guys on this, but I will say this about Riley Leonard and Duke and Mike Elko there. They will put some points on the board. Um, they – uh, Riley is really, really a good quarterback, and Elko runs a great-looking offense. And he was he was talking about Notre Dame and still running the ball a lot and everything. They better be ready this week to to open it up a little bit and put some points on the board, or Duke can beat them at home if they don't. Um, they're going to have to open it up a little bit to keep up with a very good Duke offense. And Riley Leonard and, and Elko. And let, let, let's just be real. Saturday night in Durham is going to be the wildest it's ever been. 
Yeah, we've we've yeah. probably never seen it at this at this juncture. Right. I mean, college game day is there. They've never had that before for a for a um, football game. Of course, they've had it for basketball in Duke, but never for a football game. And you know, so. Um, but I do agree with you. I think that Notre Dame has the talent defensively to get the job done and make a couple of a big time stops. And I think it's a seven to ten point game. Uh, uh, that Notre Dame wins. So, you know, that's that's where I'm at on this as well. But I think they have to open up that, that offense a little bit with Sam Hartman to do that. So we'll see what happens. But that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. So the next game, we got South Carolina at Tennessee. And I'm just a little surprised at this spread. Tennessee's a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. Hammonds, do you think that spread's a little big? I, I thought it was – I was a little surprised by it. I am a little bit, but I can see where where they're, where they're going at. Um, you know, in the past, Tennessee has dominated this series. But I will say this. Spencer Rattler might be playing the best football that I've seen him play in quite a while. You know, he's got – he had 438 yards last year and six touchdowns over Tennessee. Um, and, and that's basically carried Spanked over to this, to this year. <laughs> oh, he's been terrific. And, and even the interceptions have slowed down. You know, he made that one throw at Georgia, but a lot of that was on the receiver because he didn't come back to the ball. Um, well, he was 18 to 28 last week. He's hitting 74% of his throws. But here's the issue. South Carolina's defense is having problems. And I think that's where Tennessee wins this game. I'm not sold you know, on Tennessee the, having a great defense. The defensive front, to me, for, for South Carolina's not getting in the backfield. You know, the offensive line is allowing too many plays. The offense have been great for South Carolina. Don't don't get me wrong. You know, they're averaging 463 yards. Um, or no, that's that's Tennessee. I'm sorry. Tennessee's averaging 463 yards and 35 points per game. You know, they've held everybody down except Florida. I mean, even Georgia only scored 28 points against them. Oh, okay, fine. I'm just saying, 12 and a half points seems like a large spread. I'm going to tell you where this game's won, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages. <laughs> the Tennessee pass rush has been a terror this year. And I think this is where this game's won at. Tennessee will get to Rattler, and South Carolina won't get as much to, to Joe Milton. And I think Tennessee wins this game, but I don't think they cover. I think it's an eight-point game. I don't think, I don't think um, Tennessee covers this game. Okay. The reason Taylor, being, tell I me I'm wrong. Tennessee tell me I'm wrong. Tennessee's defense is why this game's won. This is a revenge game, if I've ever seen one. Um, this I is true. You do have a point there. I think that um, after last week's showing, I think we just kind of see a refreshed, 
a renewed Tennessee offense. And um, John alluded to the pass rush of Tennessee causing a lot of problems. This is also a South Carolina offensive line that gave up it's seven sacks to, to Well, you got to remember that Tennessee's, um, defense, Tennessee's defense is third in the nation in sacks and tackles for a loss. And that doesn't bode well for South Carolina's offensive line. Yeah, so you know, that's all. In a prime in a prime time game with black jersey night, <laughs> yeah. with the crowd going crazy, it's going so, to be a, it's going to be difficult. So with the better than that damn orange. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but um, with oh, that geez. kind of the the, the inconsistent O line play we've seen from South Carolina, and the. Uh, pass rush from Tennessee along with the explosive playability we all know about with that Tennessee offense. Um, I think Spencer Rattler is only able to do so much to try to keep them in this game for so long, and I think Tennessee is able to pull away late and cover the spread. You make some You make some good points. Um, so maybe – I mean, it is a revenge game. South Carolina's offensive line has been terrible, but despite that, has been really good. Even though he's running for his life and getting killed in some of these games, he still yes. has been really good. He's been good. And South Carolina has still been able to put up points. Now, they only put up 17. They only put 17 up against North Carolina, and they only put 14 up against Georgia. So, 17 and 14 is not going to get it done. And if well, that's what they the, put the up, biggest, then Tennessee the probably covers. The biggest misconstrued there is they put 30 up against Mississippi State. That was that – had, that had a lot to do with their yardage and stuff, I thought. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if, if, they're in that, if they're in that 14 to 17 point range with Tennessee – then, you know, Tennessee probably covers this. So as much as I thought this was a large spread, I think you convinced me, Taylor. I think I'm going to go Tennessee covers this at home because of the revenge factor from last year. Gosh, I don't, I don't like that you convinced me on that, by the way. <laughs> All right. The next game we're going to is we are – talking about Alabama on this game. Alabama's coming off of a win at home with Ole Miss, um, and they are now playing Mississippi State at Mississippi in Starkville, uh, and Alabama is a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. Mississippi State lost by a touchdown at South Carolina last week, did play – Better than they did the week before. So, Hammonds, what do you think on this game? Mississippi State, to me, is not a real good football team. You know, they're dead last in the SEC in third down conversions. Um, you know, the offense, to me, is sputtering. You know, this could be one of those get-right games for Alabama, especially on the road. I don't think Alabama's going to blow you away, though, and just throw up 50 points on the board because, you know, what they did last week to an Ole Miss team that's really good offensively, you know, they only put 24 up, but their defense let them 
pretty much won the game for them. This week, I got something to say. I'm Mike Brad. Mississippi State's past defense, please do something. You've not done anything all year long. You have looked absolutely atrocious. It's 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 been really bad, Taylor. And until Mississippi State can figure something out in their past defense, I just don't see how they win this football game. You know, Milrow doesn't have to be, you know, Bart Starr, but at the same time, you know, at least make some plays in the defensive backfield, you know, in the secondary. Like, this is just get, getting torched every single week, giving up the yards they give up. It, it's just – it's absolutely atrocious every single week. Yeah, the uh, – we saw the offense look a little bit more renewed with Jalen Milrow back under center. Uh, there was a lot of divide in the locker room, obviously, over him losing the starting job to begin with. Mm-hmm. But – um, for some reason, this has just kind of been uh, a team that in Mississippi State that Bama has really had their number. So it's hard for me to well Bama in this game, regardless of what the spread is. So I'm going to continue to do that. I'm going to go with for Bama to cover this 14 and a half points. And another thing, too, you know, Mississippi State, it seems like every time they play Alabama, in Starkville, it's always one of those tight games. Like, it's it's not over in the fourth quarter. So, that's another thing to look out for. But like I said, Mississippi State pass defense, please do something this week. Make a play. All right. <laughs> I mean, I mean it, you, 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 it's just been awful all year long. And it's, it's put the offense of Mississippi State in bad positions. And then we lost Brad again. What you got for the last game there? You know, oh, was that the last game? Florida UK is the last game. Uh, man, you want to get me to? Um. Okay. This is one of those games that you just don't you don't really know. You know what I mean? Like, you want to pick Kentucky, and then you think, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick Florida. Or, let me, let me let Brad take this one first, because I, I'm just, this game is kind of a toss-up to me um, right now. All right, if you can hear me, am I on? Yeah, you're on. Can you hear me? You're here. You're here. Okay. All right, I wasn't sure if you could hear me yet or not. All right. So, Kentucky and Florida. Um, welcome, Kentucky, to the show um, this 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 time as well. Kentucky's a lost him again. Let, let's just do this. Um, you know, Florida has a really good defense. Um, I think they're only I'm, I'm not sure. I think they're number five and in, in giving up on the run. 
Um, Kentucky, I think, is in the top 20. I think whichever quarterback decides to make a play in the air is going to win this football game. Um, I think there'll be a defensive score in this game. I think somebody's going to make a defensive score. Um, but at the end of the day, I, my heart says Kentucky. But I, I feel like Florida wins this game um, until Devin Leary can prove to me that he can make the plays that he needs to make. I just don't – I don't see them winning this football game. Um, I hope Kentucky wins. I'm a diehard UK fan, but I got to be real and be realistic about it. You know, this is probably one of the biggest games of the year, in my opinion, for Kentucky because if Kentucky can go into this game and win this game, they're 5-0 and going to Georgia. And there, there's just a possibility that, you know – Game day will be in Georgia. Um, that's that's another possibility. So I think this is a game that Kentucky needs to win for them to to gain notoriety. I think it's it's one of those games where Kentucky could be back on the map a little bit, so to speak, in the media. Like everybody's kind of falling off on them because they're not doing they haven't played really well in the first four games. Um, you know. And this is just how Stoops is. Stoops does this every single year. He does, you know, he he gets these opponents and, and, and he just kind of plays it conservative. And then when you see him against SEC play, it's a little bit different and Kentucky opens it up a lot more. So I'm picking Kentucky in this game or Florida in this game. But I do think Kentucky um, covers the spread. So – not sure where Brad went. Um, I think Brad left us again. Um, there he is. I'm trying to get back on if you can hear me. Yeah, I'm back. I, I picked Florida. As much as I want to pick, as much as I want to pick Kentucky, until they show me that I just did. We did it Taylor off as well. Yeah, it did. Yeah, until Kentucky proves to me that they can win through the air, I just okay. It's a home game. I have I have been high on Kentucky with this game all year. I am not going to change. It's a one and a half point spread this morning. If Kentucky's going to win, that should be an easy spread to cover. Um, I I just. SEC Nation and all their, you know, bells and whistles is going to be there this this Saturday morning early, bright and early. I don't like that this is a um, noon game. Um, it's way different. This should be a night game, to be quite honest with you. But I'm, I'm picking Kentucky. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. All of these uh, games has been close within 10 points well, one way or another. My thing is with Kentucky – is they're going to have Florida's defense. That's why I was telling Taylor, Florida's defense is really, really good. And they're not going to get what they got against Vanderbilt. They're going to have, they're going to have to make plays. No, they are. Florida's, Florida's front forward and linebackers defense. are probably the fastest Seven. they've been in, in a couple of years. Now, their secondary is not the best. If Kentucky can hit some big plays through the air, they got a shot to get some deep throws. But Kentucky's going to have a hard time for me running the ball Saturday. They're going to have to make little, do little screen 
throws. They don't have to do little slants. They don't have to do things that they normally wouldn't do in a in a football game. And I think the defense. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm even gonna give you a score, Hammonds. I'm gonna say Kentucky wins 27-21. That's, That's what fair. I'm gonna say. 27 21. You know, I love and you know I love Kentucky as much as anybody. It's just I gotta see it, man. Like I haven't seen it these last four games. You know, well, you know, Kentucky's got to step up. They're gonna have to run the ball better, and their defense is gonna have to be ready for two really, really good backs. Um they have and Montreal Johnson. And and Johnson is gonna be they have two really good backs. Um, if, and if I'm guessing, and Graham works is a decent game manager. He is not gonna he's not gonna overwhelm you with a bunch of stuff. But with those backs, you know, out, uh, Florida's gonna be capable of putting up thirty points. And if they put up thirty, we probably won't win. We're gonna have to keep them to twenty two, twenty three or below. I'm gonna tell you where I think this game's gonna be won at. Kentucky, I don't know what they're going to do, but I said it yesterday. Brad White's probably going to put eight in a box, and he's going to dare Merch to beat him. That's what he's I'm going guessing. to put seven and eight in the box every play. That's what I'm That's going to exactly guess that he's going to do, and he's going to try to make Merch beat him with his arm. And I don't yeah. think Merch can do it. Yeah, I don't either. And I and if and our receivers and our uh, and Leary's arm. I think can outduel Florida's defensive backs as long as we man up. Now next week, that's a different story. As long as we man up and control the run and don't give up big chunk plays on in the run game, then I think we'll be okay. And I think Kentucky wins this. I think it's within seven, eight points. I said 27 21. And um, I feel so like go, a win, go a Big win Blue. Like I this. see Jerry Carter there that's got a win go like Big this, Blue. Though, Clyde Harris. A win like this, though, going to Georgia would most likely bring game day to Georgia because you're going to have two undefeated teams yeah, possibly. It probably would. If we could. If if we can win this game day might come to Georgia. If they don't, SEC Nation will for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like this is a yeah, absolutely SEC Nation. Kentucky, Kentucky needs. Kentucky needs this game because of who they got coming up. Yeah. Um, and you know, it'll keep us in the hunt for the East. I think Kentucky has climbed this mountain already. Um for you know, three of the last five games, if they can win this, like this will is, be four. I feel like six. this is the next step. This is the biggest step because not a, the SEC is up for grabs this year. It is absolutely. I think I think there is some some signs that there is. You know, it's kind of for the taking. Minus what Georgia's done so far, so you know, yeah. but C is as strong from at the top as it has been. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's that's where I'm at. I'm not going to go against them this week. I think Kentucky wins 27-21. I want to go back. I, I got cut.
cut out there. So the Alabama, I don't know what you guys picked on it, but I think I'm going to take as much as as much as I think Alabama is improving, and they showed a lot better last week. There's something about this game in Starkville that tells me I should take Mississippi State at home to cover the spread. I think I think possibly they do, but Mississippi State's defense is not good at all. I don't know and why the Michigan Nebraska game oh, was up there. Here. I didn't click that. I it's probably telling, the, it's probably I clicked the it's Alabama. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I clicked that. There it is, Alabama. There it is. I don't know why I clicked that one, but all right. So then we're going to do the upset picks. Um, we have not been getting upset picks right, so we're going to continue to do this until we try to get one right. I got real close last week, lost mine in the Notre Dame game, the last play of the game. Um, so who do you think is going to um, – who are you picking for an upset pick of the week, basically? My upset pick of the week – I'm going um, – I'm going to go Houston over Texas Tech. I thought, okay. you know, Texas Tech losing their, losing their quarterback was um, a sign and a tail. I just think they're going to struggle without him. And I'll just go ahead and give you my lock of the week. My lock of the week is uh, USC plus 21 over Colorado. I just don't think US or Colorado hangs in this game for very long. Okay. Well, so my, my upset pick of the week is a game that's being played tomorrow night. Uh, North Carolina State is playing Louisville. It's at North Carolina State, and Louisville is a three-and-a-half-point favorite right now. I'm going to pick North Carolina State to win this game or cover the three-and-a-half points at home. And, you know, actually, I'll pick them, you know, to make the upset because this is the upset pick of the week. So I'm going to pick them in the upset. Um, And then lock the week. I did get my lock right. I'm now two and two, John. I'm sorry. You're still 0 and 4 on the locks. Um, But um, Taylor got one right last week. He picked Florida State as his lock and Florida State. And so he's one and one in the two shows. I'm two and two in the four shows. I'm going to stick with who I picked last week. I picked Washington as my lock over California last week. My lock this week is going to be Washington over Arizona, 18 points. That offense is impressive. That's going to be my lock of the, that's going to be my lock of the week yeah. um, is Washington over Arizona, and this morning it was 18 points. Yeah. So that's going to be my lock of the week. Maybe, maybe I've got it up on the screen there where it says lock of the week now. All right, guys. It's been a little long this week. Uh, um, so 
to wrap this up. Join us on Sunday for the weekend wrap-up show. We'll talk about all this week's action. Enjoy some football. I want to say one last thing. I saw something tonight that that will encourage you to watch some football. 54 of the next 55 days starting tonight, there is either a college or an NFL football game on. 54 out of 55 days. All the and way, if you all the way till November 27th. And if you want to really watch football, turn it on the Amazon. Detroit is putting a whipping on the pack. <laughs> oh, good one, John. Good one. <laughs> I tell you what. It's to the moon, Alice. To the moon. Yeah. One of these days. I don't know if y'all know what that is, but it's the honeymooners. Look it up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if y'all know what that is or not. But we will see you guys uh Sunday, 3 p.m. for our weekend wrap-up show. And this has been college game day, our college sports cast game day pick'em. And we appreciate it. Y'all have a good night. You too. As soon as I get this to call, come up, I'll go off. All right, guys. This thing's wanting to act slow again. So appreciate you guys.